Welcome to today's episode of the Difference Makers Podcast. I'm so excited about our conversation today. I have with me um, Kylie Hunt. She is a senior at the STEM Academy in Louisville. She's 18 years old and um, just reading about what she does as an 18-year-old senior in high school has me a little bit tired, but I want to just, <laughs> just tell you guys a little bit about what she's involved in. She is her student body president. She interns at a pediatric speech and occupation therapy clinic. She volunteers at the Louisville Animal Shelter. She's super involved here at Cross Timbers, leading worship and in our student ministry. And um, because of that, I love that you said, Kylie, you like to take a good nap every now and then. Yes. So (laughs) welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. We're so excited to have you with us. And part of the reason that I invited Kylie to be part of today's conversation is that I think that there is this myth that in order to be a difference maker, in order to be a leader, um, to really make an impact that you have to have arrived at a certain age or to have a certain position. And so just getting to watch you and to hear the impact that you're making in the places God's given you influence through your other leaders has been pretty incredible. So you really kind of put that myth to rest. And so I wanted people of all ages to get to hear about how you're using your gifts, your passions, and your story to make a difference where God's giving you influence. And so um, just to start the conversation, why, what is it that you think keeps younger people, whether it's middle school, high school, what is it you think that keeps them from stepping into being a leader? Yeah, for sure. So I think um, a lot of that stems from a fear of an inability to do so that, you know, we just think that we're not able to do to step into that position based off of things that we've been told by society or, you know, positions that we've been in before where we weren't able to follow through with that. Um, And I think that with each passing day, that fear can potentially turn into desire to be a leader. And for a lot of students, I would just encourage them to, instead of looking at it as fear, looking at it as um, a willingness and a want to do so. That's cool. So what what did that look like for you? Did you feel, you were talking about that you think fear is one of the biggest things that keeps people from stepping into being a leader. So did you experience some of that fear? Yeah, for sure. I feel like even to this day, I experience fear. (laughs) I think it's really, it's normal and it's almost humbling to be fearful because it's something that shows that you care and that you want to make a difference Mm -hmm. and that you want to make things better. So for me, I mean, whether I'm nervous about getting up on stage so that I am able to you know, help people get to God and reach their full potential in their relationship with Him. Or, you know, maybe I'm nervous to reach out to that person that I'm not really sure if I want to or not. I think that the fear can come in many different avenues. And I think that also, you know, our leadership is in so many different avenues. Yeah. So... So what was, when you stepped back and you said, okay, I have, I had these fears, whether it was stepping on stage to lead worship or if it was um, navigating through potentially a conversation with someone you weren't really sure where they stood on Mm -hmm. Jesus or shared your same values and beliefs, what, what helped you step through those fears to then now where you find yourself today? Yeah, for sure. I think that, um, like I was talking about, that desire is what really pushed me through um, and understanding that there's so much to come from leadership and there's so much that can be reached. And, you know, I don't think I would be 
anywhere close to where I am in my walk with God if I hadn't stepped over that fear and if I hadn't pushed it out of the way because I have found so much through being able to be in a leadership position Mm -hmm. and being able to just be a leader in my everyday life has really taught me so much and it's really helped me overcome that fear. That's good. Okay, so when you think about the word leader, how do you define that word? Yeah, so that's such a good question. Um, I think that a lot of times we can get kind of caught up on, you know, a position or a platform or Mm -hmm. somewhere to lead that we often lose sight of the intentions and the importance of leadership and being a difference maker. Um, And I feel like it's so hard to put one definition on it, but I would just say someone who is you know, compassionate for other people and they're wanting to make a difference. Um, I think that especially in students' cases, it's really easy to feel like if you don't have an avenue and you don't have a platform, you can't be a leader. But I think that you can be a leader in anywhere in your life, whether it's your team or your classroom or your friend group, wherever you are, if you step into that position, you are able to fulfill those goals and you're able to help people. And I really think it comes and boils down to just helping people. That's good. I love there was, before our conversation, just talking through some things, you you said also that that being a good leader requires learning how to be a good follower. Yes. How has that played out in your life? Yeah, so I think that... You know, almost for me, leading came before following just Mm. in the way that my personality is. I'm very Uh outgoing and extroverted. So it's really easy to kind of just find myself fitting into those roles. But it is so hard to be a leader if you don't know how to follow. Because if you don't know how to follow, then you're not able to get poured into. Because when we want to pour out to others, we only have so much. And if we don't get poured into and we don't follow and we don't gain that understanding, we can't pour out to others. So I think it's super important important to, you know, find the joy in being a follower because sometimes it is so great and leads to things that we didn't even know were possible. That's so good. I love it. So here at Cross Timbers, the way that we define Difference Maker is someone who's using their gifts, their passions, and their story to make a difference in the places God's given them influence. So tell us a little bit about um, the gifts that you believe God's given you and how you discovered what those gifts were. Yeah, so um, I think there was like an obvious one my whole life is just my heart for others. Um, And that is something that even though it's not tangible and it's not something, you know, that you can write down on a piece of paper and explain, Uh um, it's just something that's really made my relationship super important. And we talk about RTMs all the time, Mm -hmm. and it's given me the ability to have so many RTMs and things that are important to me. And I think that that is one of my greatest gifts because it's given me the opportunity to be a leader and to reach out to others in places that I don't know if I'd be able to without that. Um, And in addition to that, I, after coming to Cross Timbers, kind of found more of my gift of um, leading worship and my leadership skills. And I felt like I kind of knew about my leadership skills um, but really I was just so afraid to step into that and I was really worried about, you know, if I was going to bring God the full glory or if people were going to think things of me from, 
whatever standpoint it is, especially as a younger person, it's yeah. so hard to step into that kind of position because I didn't know if I was, you know, good enough or if I was going to be doing the right things. And there's always the thought of failure. But yeah. when I stepped into that, um, I had so many great people to help me along the way in that. And I had so many people reach out to me and mentor me through it. Mm. Um, and now on the other side of that, I can say that it it's like the single most amazing thing in the world to find your gifts yeah. and your passions and to pursue them because my life would com- be completely different and I cannot explain enough how much I would not be enjoying life to the full potential that I am now if I hadn't found that. That's so good. So whether you're 10 or you're 100, it's not too late to figure yes. out what your gifts are and really to sink yourself. I love, um, there's a passage that 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 Jesus really is encouraging us to sink ourselves into the creative best that we can be and that we can do. You talked about not knowing, am I good enough? Am I going to fail? And and I think sometimes we can fall into this trap of comparison of our gifts up against another person's yeah. gifts. But we're, as difference makers, we're just responsible to do the creative best that we can with the gifts that God's given us. So I love that you have you really have sunk yourself into those things and you're you're not saying, oh, I've arrived. You're continuing to put yourself in a position to follow and to grow and, and just to do the creative best that you can with what he's given you. For sure. So yeah. outside of obviously passion for worship, are there any other passions that you have? I mean, clearly there's a, you've got a lot of things that you do. So there's a few <laughs> passions probably in there. Yeah, so um, I don't know, it might sound cliche, but like one of my favorite things is just helping other people and being there for them. So that, you know, can come in a bunch of different ways. For me, I intern at the Speech and Occupational Therapy Clinic, and that has been so amazing and rewarding. And I feel like I have gotten more out of it than I've helped, if that Uh, makes sense. Um, And, you know, every day, waking up and seeing those kids and seeing the progress that they make is just so incredible. And it gives me so much hope for, you know, my everyday life. And when I feel like I'm struggling with something, I just put it into perspective of everything that I watch those kids go through and all the progress that they make. And it makes it so much easier to get through it. Mm. Um, And I just think that, you know, when you find your passions and you find things that you love, it makes every day so much happier and you have so much more fun. That's great. How did you specifically, obviously God's given you this heart for other people, this gift of empathy, um, but sometimes it's hard to figure out where do my passions fit? Like where can I find a place to use? Because God God gives us those passions. They're not just there by accident yeah. or happenstance. They're there for a purpose because he wants us to use them. So what advice would you give to someone trying to find a place to use their passions? For sure. I would say that whatever you know you're passionate about, reach into that and try to step out and try to find an avenue and an outlet for it. You know, if you love art, find outlets to do art. If you love helping other people, find outlets to do that. For me, stepping into worship was something that I really wanted to do for a long time, but I was so scared. Mm -hmm. And when I finally found that opportunity and I began doing it, I was so happy about doing it. For my internship, when I emailed 30 places and only one responded, you know, that one place was where I was meant to be. And I was so thankful for that. But I would just say really reach out and step out of the box, step out of your comfort zone because it's so important when you feel like you're in your comfort zone to get outside of it because that is where the most progress and change will happen. That's so good. I love it. 
So tell me about story. Obviously, we all have we all have a story, and that's part of what God wants us to use to make a difference. So how have you seen your story, the good, the bad, the ugly? That's how we talk about story here at Cross Timbers. Yes. How would you say that your story has led you to where you are in making a difference in people's lives? For sure. So um, just a little bit about my story. I grew up going to church um, like a lot of people have and some people not. But, you know, in middle school, I kind of lost sight of that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just didn't really go to church as much anymore. I was super involved in club volleyball Mm -hmm. and I played for 10 years. And if you play any select or club (laughs) sports, you know it is so much time. Like every Wednesday I had practice, every Sunday I was at a tournament and I just didn't have time to go to church. Yeah. Um, And I did not realize how much I was missing in that. And so when it came time to deciding between, you know, church and my volleyball, I ended up choosing church and pursuing what I had here rather wow. than sports. And it was a really tough decision. And I feel like it um, it changed a lot of the way that I lived my life, but I 100% don't regret it. And that's not saying that you have to, you know, be in a church role and you can't play sports because I think that you are able to bring glory to God no matter what you're doing. If you're on the court, if you're in the classroom, like whatever you're doing, I think that you have so much potential to pursue spiritual paths. Uh, But for me, where my passion lied was just in worship and it was in being in church and singing and it was such a great opportunity. But, you know, when I came here and I started coming to church at Cross Timbers and leading worship, uh, that was when I had to make that decision to stop. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, I my life has just not been the same. Literally, it's been so amazing and I have loved every second of it. And I cannot wait to see what the future holds for me. That's so good. So what, you just, just talking about that even, I know that, that there are lots of people who are involved in sports or other activities yeah. at school. What do you think that you learned in that season of being in club volleyball translates into how you're making a difference. Because there's obviously a lot that you can learn. My daughter's been in um, competitive cheer for a long time. And so there are definitely some really great disciplines that translate into her being able to be a leader. So even though you got to that place where you had to make the hard decision, what, what can you transfer from what you learned even in that environment to being a leader today? For sure. I think that uh, something that I learned a lot about was different types of leadership. So when I was playing sports, you know, there were group leadership positions. Maybe you were a team captain. Um, but there's also something that I found out about called personal leadership. And mm-hmm. so I guess it was something that a lot of us do and we don't even realize it. But personal leadership is kind of stepping out to just individuals. And yeah. rather than exp- being a leader for a group and for a specific movement, you are personally leading another person. And so, so that could be like just making a relationship with someone that needs someone to be there for them. Mm -hmm. Um, And it could be being their friend, being someone for comfort and for healing for someone. And I think that the importance of personal leadership is so often overlooked because it doesn't have a platform. It doesn't have a position. It is just your compassion and your heart for others. Uh, And that was such a learning point for me because when I was able to learn how much leadership potential you have outside of a group and even in personal lives with your family, your friends, 
it really changed the way that I look at leadership as a whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then just to think about the ripple effect because the ability that you have to to pour into one or two or three people as opposed to the impact that you can make talking in front of a group of 50 or 100 or 1,000, yeah. the ripple effect of your, you pouring your life into one or two or three people, then they're going to now turn around and do that for another one or two or three people. And then before you know it, you've you've really been able to impact hundreds of lives just because of the investment of the one person that was right in front of you. So yes. that's pretty, it's the, the kingdom principle of multiplication. Yes. You can see it played all over the place. Okay, so what would you say if you had a group of people in front of you today sitting in the room with us that were struggling with how do I even become a difference maker? What, what's my first step? What, what advice would you give them? So like we talked about earlier with passions, I would just encourage everyone to find that passion and step into it and find that calling on their lives and step into it. And it could be years before you find that. Um, But in your everyday life to be a difference maker, I really think you just need to start where you're at and move from there. So we don't have to be in any specific spot, but if you start now and you continue on and you go with a mindset and understanding of change and learning and adapting, Mm -hmm. and you're able to help others through situations and care and love on people, I think that you can be a difference maker in any aspect of your life. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Kylie, for joining us today. So much that we can learn from this incredible senior in high school. I mean, I'm learning from Kylie today, just getting to sit in front of her. And so I just want to encourage those of you that are listening, take her advice, like find the things that you're passionate about. Sink yourself into the using the creative best God's given you. Find a place to use your passions and, and don't let fear stop you. No matter what stage of life you find yourself in, you can be a difference maker. 